Hey everybody, welcome back into the show. It is me back. I uh, have a special guest on today from Jocks 94.5. Y'all know him, y'all love him. From 6 to 7 in the morning with Landrum Roberts and then from 7 to 10 with Cole Kublik and Greg McElroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the one and only Damian Mitchell, not to be confused with the Utah Jazz, <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. What's up, man? How are you? Doing well, man. I uh, I can't complain about things. If I'm ever in the same breath with with him, uh, that means we, you know, somebody's doing having some success. And I can't be, I can't complain. I always tell people that's my little cousin. If I if I ever get, you know, if anybody ever asks who who I'm related to, I will say Donovan Mitchell. But just because of our last name, we have zero relation. <laughs> it, uh, zero relation. Did I, did I do all right with that introduction there? Oh, for sure. He hit it right on the head, man. I just. I just over there. I just talk ball. That's all I do. I just get paid to talk a little ball. That's all it is. I, the wonderful thing, though. Oh yeah, I never feel like I work. I, I never feel like I work. Best life to live, ain't it? Right, for sure. The only time I feel like I'm working is when I gotta, you know, make sure and I gotta talk into Greg and Cole's here, make sure they hit their reads on time and stuff like that. I gotta make sure the I keep the lights on. I gotta make sure Josh stays up and running. You know, the superstars over there, they they kind of sit back and go all veteran on me. I got to be that. I'm that rookie and second-year player that's trying to get that, that second contract. That's all I'm doing. No, nah, you just keeping them in line. That's all I, that's all I do, man. <laughs> it, uh, but no, man, it, it uh, seems, like a, seems like a great place to work. It, uh, I'm a big fan of Greg and, uh, Greg and Cole and Landrum. I actually really like Landrum as well. He's a big Packers I fan. It, uh, I, I had fun. I had fun messing with him last year uh, when they lost in the in the division or in the uh, NFC Championship game to the Bucks. I had fun messing with oh, him yeah. on his Instagram post. So it, uh, man, I love Landrum's my guy. Landrum's my guy. We'll ride or die, man. He's uh he's actually he was on vacation this week, so we didn't get a chance to really chop it up with a lot, you know, during the morning jocks this week. But we had Pat fill in a couple of days, and we had Cole in Thursday morning. So that was that was kind of unique. But uh, yeah, that was my that was my guys, man. I got. Get a chance to rock with them every day, and you know I don't take it for granted. I see, I, I understand the position where I'm at, and also um, where I'm trying to work towards. And they do a great job of kind of, you know, showing me the ropes, you know, letting me take my lumps, take my bruises, but also just being great mentors and stuff as far as you know, getting in the industry and everything. So those are some great guys to be around. Oh yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. It, uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt about that at all. It's uh. Um, we can go ahead and jump right into it if you want to. It's uh, I, I kind of want to touch on this. This is kind of a touchy subject, but um, nil. I kind of want to talk about this just because of uh, what all is going on right now. You have uh, the sign, the uh, early signing period earlier this year, and you have I follow I follow a page on Instagram. It's it's uh, one recruits. Uh, I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not sure it, if that's the name or not, but and they they it was. Projecting how much an athlete would be worth in, in uh, NIL deals, and I, I honestly don't know really. It uh, the the big question is NIL ruining college football, and I don't really know the answer to this really, except for it's just it's it's bringing a lot of attention. It's I'll, I'll say that whether it's good attention or bad attention or or just kind of in between, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, uh. It's kind of just bringing a lot, like you said, it's kind of bringing attention to bringing things to light that's already been kind of in the the gray areas of being a collegiate athlete. Um, I, I don't think necessarily NIL is a problem. I just think it's one of the things that it has to find some sort of regulation before they start losing, you know, college status and become, 
full-blown professionals. Like, there's no yeah. way around it. Um, and you got to think, we have nobody to really blame but the consumer of college football. You got to think of people that go to the games, the people that watch these games, and how much money, time, and things are invested in these programs. And the players got to have, I feel as though the players have to have some sort of say in how certain things operate. I just feel as though you can't tell a player to go out there and put on a show on Saturdays and not be able to make any kind of, you know, any kind of bread or anything from, you know, running a football camp or, you know, having, you know, streaming their video game service or something, something like that. So there's different ways and different avenues. I think there needs to be some sort of regulation because I, again, you got to look at Texas A&M who's out here with multi-million dollar, you know, just budgets for strictly NIL. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this is kind of what we kind of, got into once it was announced. And I mean, you look at the state of Alabama, it got, you know, the Supreme court and it got, you know, legislation as far as not being able to just say, Hey, we can give you this deal. If you come to our school, um, uh, uh, other schools don't have that. Other schools don't have that problem. So I feel as though it's something that I've, I've thought about just over the years. And I, I play division three. So I look at college athletics in a whole different light because you know, I didn't necessarily get a, football scholarship i got it based off my academic merit but there's things that you know you got to expect the college student you know 18 through 22 23 years old um they don't have life figured out yet we're all trying to figure it out along the way and yet you expect them to go out there and perform every saturday in front of a hundred thousand people but they still got to go home you know saturday evening and you know the calf may be closed so how are they going to eat so it's certain things like that that you can't you, you 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 can't necessarily monetize what a day-to-day structure is for a college athlete. So for them, the the time commitment that they have to make for their sport, like it's basically a job once you get into college. It really is. The the structure as far as things you have to accomplish, things you have to do in order just to get on the field and be healthy enough to to play that, you know, there's there has to be some sort of compensation to, you know, enhance that experience because again everybody wants to talk about oh it's a free education it's a free education there's no guarantee that you know oh i might tear my acl my freshman year and they i mean they're not obligated to keep my scholarship they're not obligated to keep me on the roster i mean it's one of those things where i can work back and you know and and have a chance to perform but there's no guarantee so the only thing that they have right now is to have is to take advantage of the opportunities that nil presents and I don't think it's necessarily ruining college football, but I do think it creates a little bit more separation than people think as far as people want, people want parity and clarity and bringing it, you know, a competition level smaller. But when you have Nick Saban and Alabama being able to just pick and choose, you know, the transfer portal, get this guy and, you know, we're getting these, these donations and all these donors are bringing in so much money that we can offer Hey man, we may not be able to straight up give you fifty thousand dollars, but hey, we can slap your name on a on a dealership, and you can go out there smiling and 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 you know sign autographs or something at a at a Honda dealership or something and make some money. So there's there's different ways around it. I don't think it's necessarily ruining the game, but it does add a different factor to to the game. I guess you would say. Yeah, and I, I think one thing is it's it could be, um, and maybe just some fans, but I do think that it's. Uh, creates a little bit of friction between uh, some fans, of course, just but just because of it's it's a lot different than it used to be. If that makes any sense. So yeah. you look you look at, you look back in nineteen eighty. I mean, kids weren't getting paid to go play 
uh, football at you know Auburn or Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? It uh, it, you know they were going to play, and you know further at further their athletic. I can't speak today, <laughs> but uh, academic academic and athletic career, and that's the thing is that you know fast forward forty years later, kids are getting paid you know, a hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, uh, just, just to, just to, you know, play a sport. But then again, it's, I think a lot of people aren't really taking into context that, you know, it's not just, you know, them playing football every Saturday, you know, they're, you know, they wake up in the morning, they're, they're up at 5am, they're going to bed at 11 o'clock probably because of, because they have stuff to do that they, they, they don't just get up, do their schoolwork, you know, play video games, go to bed. It's not, you know, that's just, that's not like what I do right now. It's, 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 uh, it's a whole lot more complex. And I think that a lot of people need to really kind of understand that because they're, they're more than just a human, or I'm sorry, they're more than just an athlete, not a human being. They're more than just an athlete and they need to be taken serious. Like, like an actual human being instead of, you know, just, just somebody who's there to throw a football, you know? And that, mm-hmm. that kind of goes back to the phrase of, you know, shut up and dribble. You know, I mean, that's 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 a different story behind that. But the, it's still like that's what it's saying. You know what I'm saying? And so I think the big thing about the big part about that is, is that you can't just you can't just say, hey, you know what? Go play football. I don't want you to make money off this. You know, I mean, I mean, if they make money, they make money off of it. It's not like they're selling cocaine out on the streets. You know what I'm saying? Right, that's what I'm saying. And there, like again, there's no you, when you're a college athlete, you don't have time to go out there and get a part time job. You, exactly. you really don't because all your time is schoolwork or anything doing with your sport and any extracurriculars you may do, maybe in a fraternity or something. So it's things that you actually like. You just legitimately don't have time to, and that you know that's that's an opportunity that you miss as far as you know having a chance to make some money or things like that. So if I can make you know, a certain dollar amount by, you know, just being on the football team, then why, why should somebody, I don't understand why people would be so upset at a young guy making money. Like I, I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't, because I mean, this may be some people's first time of getting that first lesson of a value of a dollar. Like uh, I've seen, I've heard, you know, coaches and a lot of coaches, they have special players or special coaches or special directors to come in and kind of, you know, be that that strategist as far as how the, how to help these players manage their money, manage you know their their name, image, image and likeness deals, and I just don't I don't understand how people can be upset with you know guys taking their future into their own hands. And I mean, I understand the you know the guys that you know the Tim Tebow's in the world that want to say, oh, I you know I want to you know play for the Florida Gators, I want to wear that orange and blue and things like that. Like, yeah, that's great and all, but also if I have a chance to make a few dollars off that too like yeah like that's also going to be a nice deal so yeah i mean it's it's a it's a slippery slope but you can't it's the first time where the players have a voice and they have a power and they want to they won't take advantage of it you can't necessarily be mad at them for that so no yeah and uh yeah yeah no no, you're right it um it's it's just uh i don't really know why or where the hate really comes from but but you know it, um, I, I guess I guess what a lot of people are seeing is that you know, hey, this isn't college anymore. It's turning into professional ball, and I think that's I think that's where it, that a line has to be drawn. Is you know they're not they're not professionals. You know you know what I'm saying. I mean they're college athletes, but it's not 
you know that this this isn't the NFL, okay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The another thing I think about too is you know if if coaches can get paid these hundreds and millions of dollars, you know, and can leave in the middle of the year and go take another guy, you know, go take another contract things and. I mean, it it takes a toll because you got to think these guys make commitment. Everybody, you know, wants to say you make commitment to the school, you don't make a t- commitment to the coach. I'll let you know. Like, there's a lot of recruiting processes that I've I've gone through. I got a chance to you know go to these different places and stuff. You fall in love with the place, but you also you fall in love with the people because the people are the pe- the people make up what you you what your experience is at that yeah. place. Like places stand there regardless. It's just the people that are there. It's gonna you know cultivate you and help you grow and. You know, if you find a liking to a coach and then all of a sudden he leaves after week 10, you know, that's that kind of throws a wrench in your experience as far as, you know, everything else. Do I really love this school? Do I really like this system? Oh, they're bringing in a coach that's running the triple option when I grew up in a spread system. So there's a lot of things that, you know, go into an effect. So if a guy's going to have to suffer through all that, you know, your workplace environment changing, then, yeah, like I would hopefully have some sort of compensation to, you know, reconcile everything that I've just gone through as far as losing my coach or losing my position coach or things like that, then yeah, you know, that's part of the experience of being a college student. And again, it it comes down to, it's a player driven league. Now it's a lot of, it's a lot of players that, you know, not going to be able to have a chance to play college, you know, play in the NFL. So why not be able to put themselves in a better position? Cause that's the thing about college. You know, you try to, they try to let you know that, Oh, if you come here these four years, these five years, however long you're there, going to change you and mold you into a better person and everything that you want to accomplish then yeah, like uh, that's going to further enhance the process if you got you know some extra money in your pocket. Yeah, it it uh it, it really just comes down to because a, a lot of the time people are like, oh man, well he's got he's got these big schools out there offering him. I wonder who's going to give him the most money because that's where it's probably going to go. Well, that's what people are saying, but people also don't realize that you know ki- kids have this have this want to go somewhere. They have this need, you know. You go with Bo Nix at Auburn. You know he had he had some other big offers too coming out of high school. It wasn't just Auburn, but Auburn was where you know where his dad played. He had other relatives that played for Auburn as well. So it, it it's like you know kids aren't just leaning toward uh, the money. And I know that it wasn't a thing that uh, NIL wasn't necessarily a thing back at, in 2019. But um, but you know it, I, I I don't I don't think that kids are just going around thinking, hey, you know what, they're offering me the most money, let's go there. You know, you know, I think it's uh I think it comes down to because you look at Caleb Williams, all right, now he he went into Oklahoma expected to play for Lincoln Riley his whole career at Oklahoma. Well now Lincoln Riley has up and left to USC and Caleb Williams is at the transfer portal. You know? So right. it's 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 just it's just a whole lot different to what I think a lot of people put or a lot of people think, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. It um and then you you have the transfer portal as well, which a lot of people say, "Oh man, this is ruining this is ruining college football. This is ruining college football." Truth to be told, I mean, the trans the thing with the transfer portal is that it's been around for a while kind of. It's just never been the like the say you put stock into the transfer portal just hypothetically. Now it's it's gonna make a whole lot more than it did fifteen years ago. You know, what I'm, does that make sense? Yeah. It um. And the thing about yeah, another thing about the transfer portal, like you can't be, you definitely can't be mad at the transfer portal. Um, it's there for the players, uh, and, and like people transfer forever. Like it's people yeah. transfer all the time. It's just 
you should I, i've always felt you shouldn't punish somebody for changing locations like that's what like what why should they have to set out of you why should they make no sense like there's no reason for them like yo i want i don't want to go here anymore i want to go somewhere else oh my coach just went to that school they got a spot open the same i you know i fell in love with that coach like i want to rock with him so why should i be stopped and again exactly. it goes back to you know coaches again go back to the coaches can leave at any time they'll just they're out the gate yeah like you got to look at you know lincoln riley fresh after a game against Oklahoma State, had to, you know, let the people know, no, nah, I'm not going to be the head coach of LSU. And the next day, he's named the head coach of USC. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, yeah. I mean, like, if, if you're upset with an 18, again, these 18 to 22-year-olds got, like, I'm 25 right now, and I didn't know what, what I wanted from 18 to 22. I didn't know what to expect. So I can only imagine the pressures that these guys are going after and all things I have to think about when they're, you know, entering the transfer portal. Because, again, you see these cats that enter in, not all of them have destinations anyway. So a lot of them are taking another chance into the wind, throwing caution to the wind and, you know, taking a chance to be in a, get a chance at another place. But it does make it suffer a little bit when you're, you know, a high school senior coming out and, you know, you may have a coach, you may have some programs looking at you and they thinking about offering. And then a guy comes in the transfer portal and announces, you know, I want to go to this school. And again, it's, you can't, people have to understand Things in life just aren't fair. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no ends, this or buts about it. Life isn't fair. So the more you try to create a quote unquote fair society or a fairness factor, it's going to affect everything else. Like it's going something else is that has to take a you know a back seat. So you look at this transfer portal, it's like, oh well, you know, oh now you can go wherever you want, or now you can have a chance to not have to sit out, you can transfer and everything will be fine. You, I'm sorry that you're that senior, and now all of a sudden you're getting that phone call from the position coach and saying, "Hey, you know, we got a chance to get a, a grad transfer from NC State, and you know, sorry." And that's kind of that's kind of how it is. That's just yeah, how it is. So exactly. It's unfortunate, but it comes with the territory. Yeah, you know, and there's 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 something it's uh, not necessarily saying, but with with all with with all the good in the world, there's also bad, and you have to think about that. Yep, and so it just it uh. But speaking of speaking of Oklahoma State, Derek Mason, he's he's gone at Auburn. So uh, they brought it. They brought in two new defensive defensive coaches today. They had a defensive line coach and a linebacker coach as well. It uh, but I, I don't know how that's going to go for them. It uh, I thought it Jeff Jeff Schmedden. It I think I think that's how you pronounce the last name. Is it Schmedden? Yeah. It um he. Was at Boise State, you know, he had come over, and they're actually promoting him, so uh, that'll be good for them. I I think that I've heard a lot of good about him. I think that he'll be good, but uh, you know, a lot of people like Barrett Salee. I saw where he uh he he doesn't think that Harson is the right guy at Auburn. Also wanted to get your take on this. Do you think that Auburn is going to be okay under Harson? I have an answer for this, and I want to see if it's similar to yours. Yeah, like they just got to get out their own way. They have to let Brian Harson actually deal. Yeah. Um, I, I think the way that he wants to – here's the thing. There's a contrast of styles, but it's they go, they're going to have to find a happy medium. They're going to have – somebody's going to have to compromise one way or the other. Um, Harson's a winner. There's no way around it. Everywhere he's going, he's had success. He knows what he's doing. Um, Auburn has to get out their own way. Like, it's one of those things, you know, there's a lot of people that – there's a lot of financial influence that's over there yeah. um, as far as Absolutely. you know some of that goes on in the field and a lot of the boosters think, are involved as too 
Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's people. It's a lot of external affairs that affect everything as far as it goes on on the field. And I mean, you got to look at the turmoil that Auburn has had under Harson's first year. Like everybody knew it was going to be different. Everybody knew it was going to be different. And you you look at how 2021 started and how it finished. And if you're Auburn, there's definitely things you can, you know, you can look back on and say, man, we did a, we did a lot of good things. We had a lot of success. Then there's things where you have to, like, there's things that you need to address. Offensive line. Offensive line was a problem the entire year. Never yeah. got fixed. Never never had any sort of consistency. Um, the quarterback position, there was bad play on, you know, there's an inconsistency there. Um, a lot of it has to do with how Bo was developed up until this point. And then now under, under a new system, new regime, it's like everything's going a mile, you know, a hundred miles an hour. Uh, receiver play that was not good at, at any level. Like it no, was, it was bad absolutely when John, terrible. And, yeah, when John Samuel Shanker is like the impact player for your offense as oh, yeah. far as making that big time catch or anything, he's coming back for your five though. So yeah, 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 that that's big. But I think at Auburn, they have to they have to let they have to just let it run its course. They have to because you. You've been so used to one regime as far as how Gus Malzahn ran everything and how he wanted it to look and how he wants the program to be. Those days are gone. So the expectation level has to change because, you know, again, like Harson was not going to make the national championship this first year. Like he knew when he walked into it how much of a mess it was going to be. So he's got to give it time. And I just think that, you know, with everything that's going on with all the transfers and guys leaving and guys coming back is – and you look at 2022 for the Auburn Tigers, I don't think it's one of those things where I'm sitting here expecting them to go and compete for SEC West, but I do expect them to go out there and be a good team. Yeah, I, and that, that's what I think as well. It, uh, and I, I said it last year. It, uh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't expect Auburn to be a uh, you know a, a, a ten and two team or you know a eleven and two. You know, I, I expected. I, I said that I thought that it, I expected like a six and maybe six and six, seven and five or so. And, uh, not counting the ball game, anyways. And um, I mean, they did just that. You know, early on they had me fooled when they jumped out. Uh, you know, it was four and two, five and two, and they did. I'll admit they did have me fooled, but uh, there for a minute, it it uh, it did it didn't look good. You know, with the with uh the the five straight losses. You know, so that that definitely wasn't cool. Um, but you know, it, it it's just that's that's part of it. That's the that's part of a rebuilding a program, and uh, I think like you said, I think Brian Harson is the man for the job, and I think that he's going to do really great. I don't I don't think that I think that a lot of the a lot of people that are doubting Harson are people who don't really keep up with the the game as much or aren't really looking into it like they should because Brian Harson, in my opinion. Is is a great coach, and I think in a couple of years he'll be uh he'll be up there for you know other other schools are going to be want to be hiring him at their school. So yeah, I agree, and I, I think that for and another thing for Auburn fans, they got to realize this is exactly how everything was when Gus Miles on, like outside of the 2013 year when you go and compete for a national championship. But other than that, it had been a rocky marriage the entire time. You saw some highs, you saw some lows. You yeah. saw the eight and threes. You saw a couple, you know, eight and fours. You saw some six and six and seven and five. So, if anything, he did exactly what it's supposed Again, you don't want to finish your season under 500, but looking at how the schedule went out and how a lot of these games played out, you know, you go back and look at that Mississippi State game where you give up 
40, basically 40 points in a, in a half. You gave up 28 unanswered. Um, when you had a 28 to three lead going into, going into the, uh, going into the midway to third quarter. And then you look at South Carolina, you had another lead. You fall, you fall through and you, you lose the game. Um, Penn state early in the year, you go up there to happy Valley, have a couple mistakes, a couple key situations. And again, like this whole, the, the schedule, the, the record does not reflect how some of those games went. Uh, you like, yeah. you look at the iron, like you look at the iron bowl, you go what four overtimes and, Again, uh, we know how it is over there in Brian Denny. I mean, in Jordan oh, yeah. Hare. And I think what Brian Harson did that game without Bo Nix, you know, being out there, your best asset at quarterback. And, you know, TJ Finley still going out there. And I'm not going to say he performed well, but he kept him within range. But again, like you're, you realize that you're almost there. Like there are things and there are things that you do that are successful. It's just building that consistency in order to really change the program. And again, it's just going to take time. People, people as a, as a, as a society as a whole, we become impatient. We just have to be patient. Oh yeah, and it's with several things that you become impatient with. It's whether you're uh, like right now, I'm I'm impatient with uh, my schoolwork. You know, it it just I'm I'm very impatient because I wanted to I want the semester to be over with. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other than that, you know, it we're impatient just as just as human beings. We're impatient people. And, you know, with especially with a program that nobody saw as a threat to the SEC West this year, you started out good. You just didn't really finish well. You know, but, you know, people are going to be impatient. They've been impatient for years. It, uh, You know, Malzahn's – I mean, there, there, people were calling for Malzahn's fire in, back in 2014-2015. Uh, I, I thought that he was okay, but, you know, he, he eventually showed that he wasn't the right man for the job. But – you know, I mean, that's just, that's just what you know Im- impatience will do to you. It you it makes you want to jump the gun on everything you see. You know. Yeah. But you know it it uh I think and a lot of that something that Auburn really hasn't had to worry about in uh basketball though is being impatient. I mean, Bruce Pearl has come in and he has transformed the program. Now there was a year or two where it wasn't. Uh, where it wasn't anything to, you know, like a threat to the NCAA tournament or anything. But right now, I mean, Bruce Pearl has this team on track to to make some noise. I mean, you know? Yeah. They should be the number one team in the nation. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah, no doubt. It, uh, I think so as well. Um, I, I was saying that, and, you know, I was like, you know, I'd rather be – and I saw Wendell Green's uh, tweet. I'd rather be number one in March than number one right now. And I was like, well, you oh, know, yeah. you, you got a point. <laughs> but, yeah, for uh, sure. But, yeah, it you know, it did take Bruce Pearl a few years to get to where he wanted to be because you had Bruce Pearl uh, come in. Uh, like, you had Bruce Pearl come in in 2014, and then for a few years it was just stagnant. You know, it, it, it wasn't anything to, you know, it wasn't anything that the fans just jumped off their seats about. But now people are just like, Auburn basketball, oh, my gosh, number two in the nation, Wow. You know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's insane what they're doing. And then this, this weekend, tomorrow, you got a big game against Kentucky and that's just going to be even bigger. So. Oh yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to get a chance to watch that game too. I think Auburn uh, this year, I mean, they've, they've been playing well and they, they've got a nice identity. I think, you know, Jabari Smith is, is the real deal. Uh, they got some gritty guys. Like you got Katie Johnson. Uh, Kessler's pretty good. I do like Kessler. Uh, and Wendell Green, like. He, he he's an X factor. If yeah. he gets hot, 
they're definitely going to start rolling. But, yeah, Auburn, literally the only loss they have is, what, the double overtime to UConn. Yeah, and that was, that was a really good game, too. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, other than that, they'd be sitting here undefeated, but they are, they are definitely, I think, they're the best team in the country right now. I, I, I do as well. And with that loss to UConn, it was actually going up against uh, – one of the, I think, in my opinion, which is a top twenty-five team, it. Uh, but you know they have one of the one of the better bigs in the league right now in Sonogo. So it, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people were jumping on that. Oh man, you lost to UConn. I think UConn's a pretty daggum good team. It, uh, in Sonogo, oh, yeah, yeah, you real good back when I was uh when I was growing up. Oh yeah, it. Uh, Dang. Oh yeah, and with Sonogo leading that uh leading that front court. I mean, it just makes it even a lot better. But you know, Auburn is, Auburn has got the show tomorrow that they're going to be able to hang with Kentucky. I think Kentucky's going to have to do the same thing. They're going to be like, all right, we got to we we've got to go into Auburn and spool. We've got to go in and spool this, okay? But uh, I, I saw earlier people were people are already waiting outside of Auburn Arena in tents. So yeah, yeah, it's a little too cold for that today. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. couldn't do it. A lot tougher. Not me. It <laughs> it uh. One too cold, and another thing, if you're gonna sleep outside for that, in the Man. twenty thirty degree weather, good luck, have Dedicate. fun. But I ain't doing it. <laughs> nah, ain't a chance. Not a single chance. No, I, I I'd much rather be in the be in the warmth of my own home in my bed. And be, just waking up tomorrow and be like, hey man, I get to watch this game today, and I don't have to fight for a seat. <laughs> so I um, pay you there. Oh yeah, no doubt. It, uh, do you have a prediction for that game tomorrow? Uh, I think Auburn wins. I don't know if I got like an actual score prediction, but I think that uh, I think Auburn wins. Yeah, I I do as well. It, uh, but Auburn's gonna have to control, uh, be able to keep Tata Washington under control, and they're also gonna have to keep. Uh, I I don't really know his last. I, I can't pronounce his last name. Is, is it Tashibi? Maybe. Um, is is oh, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. one of the better bigs in the league. It, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it they're gonna have to keep them under control. Walker Kel- Walker Kessler is gonna have to stay out of foul trouble, and he's gonna have to produce more than he did versus Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and another thing, he got in foul trouble early and couldn't really get into any kind of rhythm. Yeah, couldn't really get into that's the true. game. But um, Alabama but yeah, had a like good you, game plan. I just though. don't expect him to go out there. Yeah, yeah. I just don't expect him to go out there and have two points and five fouls again. So yeah, I think he'll go out there and have a good game. Yeah, and I agree with that as well. But uh, Damien, the time has come, my brother. My time has come, my brother. It uh, I know that you love it, and I know that so many people—I say so many people—but people who are listening uh, are going to enjoy this. Uh, may hopefully enjoy our takes on this. But uh, one of the best times of the year, in my opinion, NFL divisional round. The playoffs are here, and I couldn't be more excited. Oh, yeah. It's this is this is I I love the NFL playoffs because. A lot of the times you don't know what to expect. Like last week, I said, I said, hey, the 49ers are going to go beat the Cowboys. And I had some people disagree with me on that. And my brother, who is a Cowboys fan, didn't really like what I said either. But <laughs> uh, I, after the game, I was like, hey, man, I told you so. He was like, shut up. I was like, okay, my bad. Man, I can't, but, yeah, I, I'm not, not a big fan of the Cowboys. They do, they do it every year. They do it every year. Yeah. Fool's gold. Yeah. I'm, they, show I, you, they show you who they are. And a lot of those losses, they're just they, they're not that team. And again, another another year goes by, overhyped Dallas going into the season, and then when you need them the most, they let you down. But yeah, I had a, I knew 
San Francisco is going to win that game as well. I just I was not sold on Dallas the entire year. Uh, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to get my brother to skip over that part whenever he's listening. <laughs> it, uh, nah, but um, but yeah, it it's one of the better times of the year for me, just because it's I love the NFL. It uh, they I I love the NFL and what all it's come to. It uh, you know it there's a lot of things that have went wrong with it because uh, I don't even want to get go into it really but uh with people you know Tom Brady leaving for the bucks and then everybody was like whoa what no because uh, I wanted him to stay at the Patriots but you know that's that's just how it is it uh well we got four good games this week I'm sorry, not four what am I talking about it um we have one two three four I was right four games huh Where's the time going? <laughs> but uh, so we got four games this weekend. It uh, we can go ahead and start with the first couple. You're gonna like this one because I've already heard your take, and I can I can't wait to hear it again. But the Titans and the Bengals. Give me your take, man. What what you got? Well, I am a Titans fan, so it, besides my fandom, I can kind of sit down and watch it for what it is. Um, we're getting Derrick Henry back. We're getting literally the best running back in the league back at the perfect time. He's he's healed up fine. Um, I just think that for Tennessee to be at home, number one seed, to lock up the number one seed, even with Derrick Henry being gone for a good bit of the season, literally 10 weeks um, of the season, and I think that defensively what they do up front, Harold Landry, uh, Rashawn Evans, Jeffrey Simmons, those guys up front do a great job. Danico Altry was a big addition um in the offseason for the titans they're just the most they're the most balanced team in the nfl because they know their identity they know they're not going to go out there and you know light them up for 400 some odd yards through the air but they were going to do is dictate the pace and play physical brand of football they have the exact same identity as mike brable you're never going to go out there and just outsmart the tennessee titans you're going to have to go out there and make some pretty good plays and going to be some tight windows and just go out there and execute um, Kevin Byard, all pro safety guy who's been a dog since he stepped foot in the league. Um, real big fan of him out of Middle Tennessee State. Um, I, I I think that what Tennessee presents, and again, a lot of a lot of respect to Cincinnati and Joe Burrow and those guys and what they've done this season. But I just feel as though they're just that that shiny new toy that everybody's just excited to see. They just they just fall in love with the offense. But when that offense is going to have limits of opportunities because of what Tennessee possesses um, offensively and just their identity. It's going to be tough. And I just don't think Cincinnati uh, right now is there yet. I think Tennessee being a veteran leg group and a lot of older guys that know what they're doing. And again, the ground and pound, just play keep away. I think Tennessee finds a way to get it done. Um, and that's just not me being a fan. Like I think Ryan Tannehill is going to, have to start making a few more plays with his legs um, to really open up the full playbook. And I think it'll be an exciting run for the Titans. And I think they get they get it done tomorrow and be sitting getting ready for AFC Championship game come next week. I you know I personally I agree. It, uh, I think that the Titans are going to win this game. I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I really do like the Bengals, but you know I I can't. I've I've wrestled with this game so many times. I just don't think that I don't think that the Bengals really really have. I I think their offense could could be fine. I don't think that their offense is going to be a problem. I think their defense is going to have such a hard time stopping Tennessee. You know, you got Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Julio. You know, and Ryan Tannehill as well. It um, 
It, uh, Julio Julio suffered an injury a couple weeks back. He is going to be playing tomorrow, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's back healthy. Everybody's good. Okay, I thought so. It, um, but I don't I don't think that I don't think that the the Bengals are going to be able to keep up with Tennessee. In in my opinion, it, it, it uh, you know, on defense, the the Titans have Ke- Kevin Byard is one of my favorite players in the uh, defensive Love players. It, let me say uh, that. It, uh, I'm a, I'm a big Kevin Byard fan. It um, with the with the with where's the red sleeve all the time? Gotta love that. I don't know why I like like that. I guess it's just because it's kind of like an all the time thing. But but um, I I just I think that the the Titans are gonna go in and get it done today, or tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I agree. I completely agree. The fan in me definitely wants to see it. But again, like you said, uh, just the the weapons and everything that Tennessee can can really do and make them make the identity of the game theirs really just gives them an advantage. I, I think the Titans win. I think they go out there and handle business, man. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's going to be around a I, – I don't want to say blowout. I know you said uh, – you think you think that it, it uh, might – What did you say it was going to be a blowout? No, I think it'll probably be somewhere between like 28-17, 28-21, somewhere around there. Okay, see, I, I, I agree with that right there. I, I was going to say somewhere around 30 to – you know, 30 to 21 or – 23 or something but uh yeah uh, it's gonna be a good, good game regardless but you know then you have another game right after at 7 15 uh i say right after you got about a 45 minute break but you got the 49ers and the packers the 49ers are coming off a huge game last week they nearly folded in the end that, that i'm not gonna lie that scared me a little bit but um this, this is gonna be a great game it's uh you know you got two Two quarter, two good quarterbacks going head to head. Aaron Rodgers, who's on a completely different level than Jimmy Garoppolo. But you know what, Jimmy Garoppolo, I like the man. He's the truth. Uh, I think he's going to go out there and do some great things. I don't know if it's going to be enough or not. What do you think? Um, the way I look at the game, there's a lot of things that San Francisco does that give that would give Green Bay fits, at least defensively. Um, I think that the the usefulness and the strategic mindset that Kyle Shanahan has as an offensive play caller really does separate him from a lot of guys in the league. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a, he's a, he's an offensive just wizard. There's a lot of things that just make so much sense as a play designer, play caller. And Kyle Shanahan does a great job of that. And like you said, that comes down to the quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers, We know what he's done. We know what he's done in the playoffs. Um, and I, I think that, you know, them being in Lambeau adds another element to uh, for San Francisco. And I think San Francisco right now, what they're hoping is that they're just continuing to run off this momentum that they have. And, again, they pose a lot of threats as far as offensively and being able to just ground and pound. And as long as Jimmy G is smart with the ball, as long as Jimmy is, you know, responsible and doesn't put San Francisco in, in bad situations, I feel as though that they could possibly pull off an upset. Um I agree. Do I, think, do I think it's going to happen? No, but I do. I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco does pull it off. I'm going with Green Bay. I think Green Bay wins the ball game, um, just because I mean Aaron Rodgers is back there. Um, Aaron Jones is coming back. I mean he had a couple injuries throughout the year, but he's healthy going into the playoffs right now. And I mean Devontae Adams. I don't think there's a defensive back that San Francisco has that would be able to stop him one on one. Oh so, yeah. So, I mean, when you look at the total package for Green Bay compared to what San Francisco is running, I think San Francisco defensively is going to have some struggles. They're going to have a few matchup problems. But I think, you know, if you get 
if you get Bosa running smooth, if you get him running free, you got Tart and uh, Stacy back there in the back in the back end of the uh, the backfield defense. If they they go out there and just play their sound, play their technique, and, and understand that you know don't make the moment bigger than what it is. I think San Francisco to have a chance, but I do think Green Bay goes out there and gets it done. Um, because again, Aaron Rodgers, because if A Rod is hot, it, it, it's it's a wrap. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It, uh, I I gotta agree with you on this one. It uh, the Forty ers are a great team. I love San Francisco. It, I love this team. Um, I, I I'm a big fan of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm a big fan of Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I like Elijah Mitchell, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. Like I could go on. I, I really like this team, but I'm gonna go with the Packers of Green Bay. And one, they, I, I saw the stat the other day. Jimmy Garoppolo has never played in a football game where the, it has been below 32 degrees. Yeah, it's and, the first one. Yeah. It, uh, now I, I think that the Packers are just gonna have a huge. I think they're just gonna have a huge advantage. Um, I think they win this game by ten or ten or thirteen, but I wouldn't be like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco got in and pulled off an upset. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I completely agree. I think you know it's really just going to play off Jimmy G. And I mean, if the offense, if the offense can find his identity, if they can find you know some holes and stars running the ball, really just will be on the pressure on on ten to go out there and make plays, man. Just go out there and put the ball, keep the ball off the ground, keep it, you know, from a you know don't throw any interceptions or anything and things like that. Take care of the football. Uh, I think Jimmy G is, is good enough to go into Lambeau and pull off the victory, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah. And I, I can, I can agree totally there. It, um, going into the, uh, going into the final NFC matchup it uh, the Rams and the Bucks, this is going to be a good one it's set for Sunday, two o'clock and the Bucks are two or excuse me, three point favorites on this one. Who you got? Uh, I got Tampa Bay. I don't like Matthew Stafford. Never been a fan of him. I think he's overrated. <laughs> uh, but I can't deny what him and Cooper Cup are out here doing. Um, is it, I mean, they, it's record setting. Like what they, you know, Cooper Cup having a triple crown, and um, as far as leading the league and receiving yards, even touchdowns and receptions. Uh, I think I think it could be an explosive. It could be an explosive game. I do think the corner. I think the matchups that they have. Um, are going to be a little bit better than what they saw last week. Both teams really, um, because you got to look at, you know, LA coming with the the Arizona Chargers. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals and the way that they just went out there and dismantled them. And I mean, Kyler Murray didn't like he belonged on the football field. Defense was not making any stops, um, and just kind of the Rams were just rolling on all cylinders. And then you go Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. Philly just they had zero chance. I mean, from the from the first snap they were done. Um, I think Tampa Bay went out there and handled their business, but I think it's going to be big as far as the secondary goes. Can Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, Winfield, can those guys really, you know, lock up that that receiving court? I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., you got, you know, Van Jefferson again, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, uh, the tight end for Los Angeles. I mean, there's a lot of weapons that they have, but also you flip that around, you got to look at the defensive side for LA, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, both of those guys playing out of their mind, you know, just suffocating Tyler. Murray uh, the other night. Then you got their their guys in the secondary with Jalen Ramsey, um, the best corner to me in the league. Like I, I oh, love yeah. Jalen Ramsey. I've always been a Jalen Ramsey guy. Um, and you got you know they 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 do a good job. And now you got to look at okay, TB12 is on that side. Is on the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So until proven, until unless he's throwing against the Tennessee Titans and throwing the game, stealing pick six, it's t- it's tough not to go with 
Tom Brady. It's tough not to go with TB12. Just everything he's accomplished in his career, he just knows how to do it. I'm a huge fan, huge fan of GOAT. And um, I think I think Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay pulls it off, especially them being at home, not really sold. Again, I, I to find something positive to say about Matthew Stafford, I have to dig deep. So I just think that <laughs> I think Tampa Bay just gets it done. Man, you didn't ju- you didn't you didn't waste any time going in on Matthew Stafford there. I love it. Nah, man, I can't stand the guy. I'm not not a fan of him. <laughs> uh, he's oh, just overrated, man. man. He's just overrated. They just they look at all the oh he can throw so far. Oh look at this pass he threw in the window. If anybody else throws a pass like you, they, it's it's a dumb throw. But oh my God, Matthew Stafford with the amazing arm strength. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, you got your first playoff win in 14 years last week, so it's going to be a short ride. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. It, uh, I got a pick with this one, and I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to do a Lee Corso version. It, uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. And oh, Got an email there. It, um, In my opinion, best team in the NFC right – or excuse me, one of the best teams in the NFC right now. I'll save that for next week. <laughs> but I think that Tampa Bay goes in. And will they win? I don't know. Hey, man, you tell me. Sorry, I got to get my little, got to get my outfit on right hey. here. That's what we rocking with. We're going with Tom Brady, man. We're going with Tom Brady in the Bucks. Goat. Yes, sir. Hey, no doubt, neither. There's no doubt. It, uh, no, I don't hesitate in telling people, like, not nah, the greatest <laughs> Almost, I mean, other than LeBron James, really the greatest athlete that I've, you know, I've got a chance to watch is Tom Brady. Like, I love LeBron James. LeBron James is the almighty GOAT. But, like, as far as football-wise, yeah, it's, it's TB12. Oh, yeah, no doubt. It, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around. I, I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a, uh, not I wouldn't say a barn burner, but I would say it's going to get there, like, close to it. I'm going to go 34 to 31. I think Bucks are going to win. Um, excuse me, 38-31, Bucks are going to win. Uh, I don't I don't see them beating Tom Brady, but you know any, anything is possible. I think the Bucks win and they cover, so that's that. And then the last game for tomorrow, the Bills and the Chiefs. Damien, mm-hmm. I need you here. What you got, man? Uh to me, my heart, my heart wants the Buffalo Bills to go into Kansas City and get it done, but I just don't think they can. Um. I I've seen every time I've doubted other than the Super Bowl last year, every time I've doubted Patrick Mahomes, he's he's come back and shown me exactly why he's the young phenom that he is. Um Kansas City is starting to find their their stride right now. They're starting to peak at, at the right time. They're at the end of the season. They really started to find their identity. They started to realize who they were. Patrick Mahomes finally started hitting check downs and realizing, like, man, I can't just keep throwing this thing 80 yards down the field every single play. Like I gotta re- go down the route tree and everything and understand my reads. Um, but right now, I think Kansas City, they've been in this position too many times. Right now, I just don't think Buffalo can get it done. I, Buffalo is they – are the, they are the most capable team right now left in the playoffs of beating Kansas City to me, outside of Tennessee. Like, if, if Kansas City doesn't lose these next two weeks, they're winning the Super Bowl. Like, I just don't – I also think that if they matched up with Tom Brady, TB12, then they, they would beat them in the second go around. But Kansas City right now um, – Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I don't think he's getting – I don't know if he's going to be activated or not, but 
he's going to uh, he's going to be that X factor because I, we know what they can do passing ball. We know all the weapons they have passing ball. It's those guys in between. It's, it's those yards in between the trenches that that's going to get it done. I think Clyde edwards Zolaire is that curveball for this offense, and um, I think that I love Josh Allen. Love Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen when he's coming out in the draft because he wore number six when he was at Wyoming, and I was like, yeah, he a dog. Got to be. Um, and. <laughs> I just think that what they've done for him in Buffalo and building all those things around him, they, they, he's exceeded a lot of expectations. Um, and I love Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs has been – he's the reason Kirk Cousins got money. Uh, I, <laughs> I, like I could go on the whole soliloquy on why Kirk Cousins deserves my salary. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think Buffalo right now, it, it's, they don't have enough yet to just go in there to go in there and beat Kansas City. I think Kansas City, if this was in Buffalo, I would give Buffalo the lead. But since it's in Kansas City, I think Kansas City gets it done. It, uh, not too big on Kirk, Cous- Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford, are you, man? Nah, like Kirk Cousins is trash. <laughs> no, no yeah. I'm not. Will you, will, you, will you at least say this? Did he, he had a great – he had a pretty good year this year. Yeah, when you're throwing it to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, <laughs> I expect you to have – Cook to hand the ball to you have no other you have no other choice but to put up good numbers and yet he still go out there and doesn't win games so I'm just saying I'm, I'm, and their backup is Kellen Mond and I'm not I don't you're have not a Kellen Mond fan either I that is one dude I I uh, uh, I don't I don't want, I don't even want to go down that rabbit trail hey I stick with you on that one I was never a big Kellen Mond fan I'm sure he's a great guy I was just never a fan yeah never been a fan he's, a, he's been the same. Since the first snap he took as a Texas A and M and that's been average. Exactly. It, uh, you know, I, I I want to say the same thing that you said, but I wanted to make this episode a little bit of a little bit spicy. You know, get a little bit of that, get a little bit of that uh, uh, paprika, that uh, what's another spicy sauce? That that uh, I don't even know. what I'm trying to say. I, I don't even know the oh. Texas Pete, there we go. Get a little bit of that in there. Have have a little bit of spiciness to the episode, you know? Have some upsets. I wanted so bad to pick Cincinnati. I wanted so bad to pick San Francisco. And I really wanted to pick the Rams. No, I didn't. I wanted to pick Tom Brady. I haven't had an upset this whole episode, Damien. What do you think I'm going with now, man? I have no other choice. I have no other choice. I'm going with Josh Allen. I'm running with the Buffalo Bills. Hammer it. Buffalo by seven. I'm going Buffalo Ooh. 34 to 20, 27. Okay. Okay. They're going to Kansas City. They're going to Mile High and get it done. Mile High. That's not Mile High. I, I, I dropped the they mic, but I don't really have one. I don't. I guess I just sit here and, you know, th- that's, what, that's what I think. But, uh. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> definitely have the talent. Don't get me wrong. They have the talent to do it. I just got to see it happen. I just don't. I just don't think it's happening, man. It, I, they definitely to do it though. I love watching Josh Allen. Like I, I love Josh Allen. Everything he does on the football field is just cool. Uh dude's athletic, has can make any throw on the football field. Just I mean, he's his arm strength is ridiculous. You know and I watching him him and Stefan Diggs just go out there and eat. I love Stefan Diggs. You know who who uh kinda reminds me of him in at the collegiate level going into the draft this year. And I I don't want you to I don't want you to boo me for this, but I I've like just a little taste of similarities, you know what I'm saying? Not not like the full nine yards, but I do think that he reminds me of a little bit. You know who he is? 
Who was that? I want to say Kenny Pickett. <laughs> uh, you don't think so? I, not, no, 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 no. Uh, you didn't no. have to disrespect I'm, me like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make that comparison. I, like, I, think, I think Kenny Pickett is – it's good. I, I don't know if his ceiling is that of Josh Allen. But oh no 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 no! I don't, I, I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't saying that. Style of play and game, but yeah, I, I get it. But no, no, Lord, no. No, no, no not you know what I'm, I didn't mean that. No, not like that. I do think that he he has some similarities. Not, but I don't think he's oh, yeah, gonna be sure. just like Josh, Josh Allen, huh? I'll say for sure. Yeah, I completely. Yeah, I completely understand. But I just, I just don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree. I, I think Josh Allen, I mean, even coming out. Again, that this is just one of the things I thought Josh Allen was going to be great, like, from the jump. Yeah. Him and Justin Herbert, I may get every other quarterback wrong. But I, him oh, and I, oh Herbert, yeah, I got Justin Herbert completely, yeah. Yeah, like, the success that they're having, I I had a feeling it could happen. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen this quick. But Justin Herbert, I I didn't understand what people were saying, I, like, when, they was, when he was coming out. He kept saying, I was like, the dude is literally what you want as a quarterback, tall as hell. Sneaky athletic and can do everything. I was like, "What do you like? What are y'all watching?" I saw him. He made that throw against Auburn uh, in Bo Nix's first game back in 2019 when he made that throw in the end zone to the tight end on yeah. the opposite hat. I was like, "What more do y'all want from this dude? He can throw. Like, there's everything he can do." And I think again, it was over Javaris Davis, wasn't it? Because because tight end like stepped yeah, over him yeah, too. Yeah. Absolutely, just yeah, I mean, just disrespected. And I'm like. What I mean, did y'all saying, think was going to happen? Here. Like Justin Herbert does nothing but be great. Yeah, it no, I completely agree there. It um and, and one of the things I think about that is, you know, going into going into this rookie year or going into the draft, I was like, why do, I don't see why I don't see why the the Dolphins I don't see why the Dolphins would take him over Tua. Or I don't see why the Dolphins would take Tua over him, excuse me. Because I I've, yeah. I've been in Justin Herbert fan from the get go, and it was like going into his rookie year. I was like, man, this going this man is going to win rookie of the year. It, uh, he he's he's probably my favorite quarterback right now. I mean, he he's yeah, he's, he's legit. I had him in a couple fantasy leagues, and he, he did well. Oh yeah, me too. It um, I I got a couple trade offers people from people trying to get him. I was like, nah, I'm okay. Thanks so. Yeah, I lose with him. But nah, it uh. But now with the Kenny Pickett thing, I, I don't I don't think his ceiling is that high at all. It uh, I just think I just think Kenny Pickett could be, you know, maybe a system quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You know, kind of oh, like yeah. how Baker Mayfield was not this year but last year. You know, yeah, Baker took a ba- Baker Baker kind of took a step back. But my argument for and I know you're a Cleveland Browns guy, but like my argument for Cleveland is you need to stick with Baker for as long as you possibly can because. Again, you've gone through this cycle of quarterbacks already. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You got so, like, if there's any any slip of consistency, you might as well just ride until until it just can't anymore, until Baker decides to leave, basically. Um, because I don't think there's a quarterback in the draft right now. I mean, I'm high on Matt Corral, but I don't think he's going into Cleveland and just changing the franchise. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think he's a necess- – I don't think any quarterback in this draft this year is necessarily a franchise guy from the jump. Like I feel as though there's one. These are one of the guys who have to develop and mold them and try to get get them where they need to be. Um, but yeah, like I think that I think that you know for 
um, back to the Josh Allen thing in Buffalo and Kansas City. I think that, you know, these we're looking at the future. Like, we could probably be looking at Allen Mahomes for a long time uh, in the NFL because I think that both of these teams, I don't think Buffalo's going anywhere. I don't think, I damn sure don't think Kansas City's going anywhere as long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. So. Yeah, no doubt, uh, man. Be a matchup that we're going to be looking looking at for quite a while. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. It, um, And one, one thing that uh, the Bills have to do in this game is Josh Allen has got to be able to run the ball, and he's got to be able to run really good. Uh, you saw how he did versus the Patriots. He, I mean, he had, he had a couple of really good runs, and that oh, yeah, he's good. there's he's one good. run he come around, uh, got outside the left hashes. I mean, he I mean juke the dude off his feet and put him on his tail. So I mean, him down. Yeah, that's, I mean that that's what you need if you're Buffalo. But uh, Damian, brother, I really appreciate you today, man. I really appreciate you coming on. It uh, everybody go go hit up. Uh, jocks on jocks fm in the morning uh now, six to it. seven have from six to seven in the morning monday through friday have landrum roberts and damian mitchell from seven to ten join damian cole and greg McElroy as well and then the rest is history man in a couple of years you, hey how about that espn plus experience too oh yeah that was fun i ain't gonna lie oh kurt that bloom was, uh, CB, look, CB. He was uh he's a great he's a great influence, man. He's a great guy, great mentor, showed me the ropes and everything. And again, our first the first time I was on camera with him was the first time we had ever worked together. And the chemistry that we kept, you know, week to week, I felt as though that we were getting better on air and just, you know, a great a great colleague to have in this business and a guy that's well respected in the industry. Oh yeah, no doubt. It um no doubt about that at all. It uh but yeah, it, it, Damien brought future head for you, brother. I'm rooting for you. Everybody listening is rooting for you. It, uh, everybody's rooting for you. You know, man, I appreciate it. Man. I man, it's I no problem. No problem. I just get paid to talk about ball. That's all I do. That's all I want to do. Just get paid to talk about a little football and have some fun every day. That's all I do. Man, I hear you, man. I hear you. It, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you, Damien. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. Have a good one, bro. Hey, hey. I, I gotta text you. I gotta text you before the games tomorrow. I got I got a little something I want to tell you. All right, buddy. I appreciate right. it. I'll be ready. We stay ready. You never have to get ready, man. <laughs> I like. I like. That's what we like to hear, man. That's what we like to hear. It, uh, Damien, have a wonderful rest of your Friday and have a uh, have a have a heck of a weekend, man. Have a heck of a weekend, you too, buddy. Yes, sir, you too, man. man. Hey, watch the dogs. Tighten up, baby. Hey, tighten up. <laughs> See you, boy. Take care. You too, man. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the man, the myth, the legend himself, Damian Mitchell. I couldn't be happier to have him on. A uh, good friend of mine. It's uh, we love to talk ball. It, uh, guys, I really appreciate y'all joining me today. It, um, I really appreciate it. Great episode today. Ran a little bit longer than we probably should have, but who cares, man? We're just talking, getting away. It's. Uh, I hope that I can provide some kind of safe space. Uh, for you, so I hope this hope this little episode was was something cool. It's a little bit something different with it going 58 minutes right now, as of now, anyways. Um, but you know, I really appreciate everybody listening to it. It's uh, I really appreciate everybody, and I really hope that y'all have a phenomenal weekend and great week next week. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your 2022. I'll be back sometime next week, uh, probably towards Friday, like last week. Um, probably around four or five o'clock sometime but uh you know guys i appreciate you i can't express that enough i can't even stress it enough i appreciate every one of you listening right now 
It uh, means the world. It, uh, it, it just means the world being able to record this right now. It, uh, guys, y'all have a phenomenal weekend. I'm going to shut up. I'll get out of your hair. Y'all have a good one. See you next week. Peace.